recording on Zoom. Let's go on. Steven? Okay. Beginning of Act One. I like to say that's now like an official thing that needs to happen. Session can't begin um, unless, nope. unless Steven says that. Okay, I'm not nope. going to start giving a recap until <laughs> Steven does that. <laughs> all right, Annie. Sit here all night. What so we started off walking down from the manor, correct? Because we had Darby with us, so he wasn't up with us at the hot spring. He was, yeah, in the manor because we yeah, had just learned a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we were in the lab, the library, and the ghost talked to us, and you legend lord, and then we, so we were coming down from that. Yep, and we decided to tell you the truth, and we told you Fools. the truth. Yeah, Fools. yeah, you're an asshole. Huh? And then we started to pick fights with you, and we went to the jail cell and got the mean guy. We told you to get the stupid guy too, but you only got the mean guy, and. We ended up going less messy, less messy, less messy, went into the mine and we, you knocked the guy out right in front of that thing. And mm -hmm. Darby started to make his dome. But before that even occurred, changed your memory. So you thought you had killed Norwin. He had changed forms. And then you did regret that. And your thing came out calling you stupid, saying that we tricked you. We did. Mm -hmm. And... We fought it, and it fell down, and then I fell down, and then it was a messy fight. It was a Darwin fell down, Earth fell down, everybody <laughs> fell, down. fell down. Everyone fell down. We got knocked down, but we got up again. Actually, no hey. one didn't completely fall. That's true. You're never gonna yeah. keep us down. Never gonna keep us down. We ended up killing the thing. Um, Norman rose up in a very epic way in the dark. Shh. Never. Yep. Using inspiration. After it, <laughs> after it had popped out a bunch of shadow things and Darbellos had just gone invisible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then. Man, man after my own heart. You immediately were a little bit less of an asshole. <laughs> wow. And then we left the mines. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Left the mines and. Why is my mind going blank at that? We left the mines. It's we basically what we did, though, is we, we just returned that. the dude to the cell and then That's we right. just went We were to kind sleep. of saying we were going to fast forward to the inn where I would be bottle of daydream and you and Norwin would be whatever. Drinking. Yeah. Yes. yes. Bottle of day. day drinking. That's what bottle we would be doing. Drinking. <laughs> yep. Exactly. All right, then. Well, on that note, we will pick up with you guys um, <coughs> just entering the, the, the empty bottle tavern, mm -hmm. your body is not exhausted because you literally just woke up from your rest with the exception of Earth, um, who did not get that only about three hours ago. Um, but it's still a hard fight, still some very, very scary things that, that had had just occurred. So there is indeed the, the physical and mental fatigue affecting you. One thing not mentioned is um, Norwin has a, a 20 or so page book that looks stomped to hell and crumpled and torn some um, leather bound thing that he tried to, I guess Earth actually was the one that found it and, and gave it to Norwin and Norwin carefully flipped through it clearly very very 
old, um, but you can't understand it. It's it's in a language you're not familiar with. So you have that in your back pocket, cat on cat. Um, so you you have that in your back pocket right now as the three of you enter, and as you come in to the empty bottle tavern, uh, despite its namesake, it, it's not so empty at the um, moment here. It, it is, after all, around 6.37ish at this point in time, uh, perfect tavern time, and some people are indeed here drinking and, e e and e eating and lots of conversation. The last um, 24 hours have been a whirlwind for, for these um, <laughs> people, less than 24 hours, like 16 hours or even less than that. Um, so there's a, a lot of chatter and talking and, and glasses being being clinked. Things seem a little bit more um, raucous here than, than they were, were when you guys left. Not um, pure debauchery by any means, but excited people um, kind of enter, hear that ching, 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 ching over the bell at the um, door and people turn and as usual when they see, they see you, they begin to quiet up. But of, of the <laughs> um, 15 or so people in here, a solid five or six of them with, without hesitation, um, three of them go, go hey! and pound their um, mugs on the table and, and go to the liberators ah! and three or four more um pitch 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 in and just you know a little bit more meekly raise their um glasses several others give nods in your direction only maybe three or four are just sort of so they're just sort of like not engaging in that not hostile just not engaging but you have enough people enough people here who are like and there's the one guy who's clearly he is the one one drunk guy liberators it's like you just did did that oh well they just liberated us liberators. and then he gets, he gets swatted on the back of uh, of the head by um the Brackenschrift, the proprietor of this other location who swats him on the back of the head fills fills up his his tankard for from a, a craft of uh, means says oh shut it up you old billy goat and she nods at you three you three and says will you be having a bite to eat or some to drink we we ate just like a few hours ago right i would before like you left again yes. yeah okay we can we can do that sound like sister Savias. you just ate a few hours ago you don't need any more food <laughs> My stomach isn't talking to me right now. I have a hard time connecting with it. <laughs> so, but yes, that sounds good. Yes, some tea, please, and some some ale. Can do. Have a seat anywhere. She steps away and and brings I over one drink. Wouldn't hurt. Brings over a few flagons. Botman just begins pouring from that same carafe. Um, some ale, simple ale, in, in there. Cheap, cheap stuff. Um, she waves off any attempt at fishing for for coin and and, and says, "I'm on the house as long as you want to stay." She brings a nice platter of, of fruit, hard cheese cheeses, and bread and then ladles some some stew with clearly um goat um goat meat chunks um in there because 
mountain goats are far more um, populous up here than even deer or cow and the sort. So some, some nice goat meat uh, stew is served as well with your hard breads, um, hearty fruits and hard cheeses. Uh, <laughs> a lot of hard stuff here and lukewarm ale. And she sets the entire um, carafe there <clears throat> for you, still still half full and, and slit sloshing and gives you, you all a wink and turns around and heads back. I think bad, huh? I suppose Don Bellins also did <laughs> do quite a bit of What's the plan? Well, now that that unpleasantness is taken care of, I think if Africa is able to get a little bit of beauty rest, then Appreciate it. we'll get a head out as soon as you all want like. And stay where? To rest? Good question. Because I hate to be a downer, but if we leave right now and walk straight into another thing, it's going to be another Peter O'Heine, and this time I'm going to die. Yes, that is a concern. We'd have to find a spot that is advantageous to rest. <clears throat> Though, honestly, you know, Like a blower's, you know, leaving tomorrow even. It's not going to help that much, perhaps, in terms of getting us back to where we were. But I suppose that is the next point of contention is when do we take some time to replenish our supplies before the next endeavor? For I think we need everything that we're going to have. I agree. Assuming otherwise, if we could just do this with cantrips and, uh, you know, elbow grease alone, they wouldn't need us. Yep. So what do you propose exactly? I'm just laying out the, uh, my thinking. I don't know exactly what I'm proposing. You know the area better than us. Is there a place we can camp out for a few days if we head that direction? It would still allow us to recon. Do some recon. To my knowledge, is there anything super dangerous that way that we should be aware of? Uh, you're talking just sort of as you're heading in that direction, or or if we like, were to head to yeah, if we're to head, to head to our next objective in the Pilgrim's Pass. Um, I mean, as long as you don't enter the pass, there's not anything too immediately dangerous. But you did hear that um, you know these orcs have come through the Western Way and looped up and down to um, attack the allied forces in places. So hard to, hard to say. There's obviously some, um, there's Husil is the, is the nearest full-size city um, uh, in that area, but there's, there's small towns or perhaps villages even smaller than um, Thornburg that are, 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 are probably even closer to the pilgrims 
um, pass if you wanted to, to go to such a, a place. If you look at, if, if, you, if you have your, your maps out, um, Pugmas Pass is around, you know, <laughs> it's been very hard to show. Um, it's basically almost straight east from that little patch of forest north of, of Hosil. And Earth, you'd be aware that there's a, a um, village there that, that you used, that you used to use for supply um, gathering. Supply chains would come to there. It's still, but that's a couple day or few day walk then to get to the actual Pilgrim's Pass, which you could fly all the way there from here if you wanted to, to Pilgrim's Pass. Or you could fly to that place and then rest and then walk it. Or whatever is up, up to you. Point being is if we use Norwin's Windwalk spell, it won't quite get us to, well, get us to the place, but then landing there, loading up and resting, it's a few days walk to. Exactly. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're talk, talking a, a two, two or three day trek on foot from that um, rest stop there, or you could fly d- directly to, to the, the, the Pilgrim's Pass from here at some point in time. Um, so if you think about it, it's not really saving you more time. The o- only way that you're going to shave time off is if you fly directly to the Pilgrim's Pass right now. Mm. So it's, it's either that or a question on where you want to um, stay to, as Norman was, was just saying, to rest and reco- recover. Could, could be here, could be in the big city of Hulstil, which will be about a four or five day to, to trek then to the Pilgrim's Pass, or it could be in that little rest stop um, village in that wood there. I, I would say those are probably your three options, or like I said, just go directly to Pilgrim's Pass and find a place to camp and hopefully nothing too bad happens. Mm-hmm. I think so far you are two days in to your 14-day um, um, endeavor. So, Yeah. So, and yes, the pass is not somewhere you want to enter lightly. So yes. I do think restocking is a smart idea. That being said, what do we think of our options? You heard him, as if God himself spoke him into your brain. We'll say we'll say that that was Darbellos um, saying oh, that. There we go. I, there we go. I, I forget he's <clears throat> here with you right now. Yeah. Right. And if we want a wind walk, we could only do it today? No, I can do that whenever. No, after our rest, his spells would be back, correct? Yes. Like if, I, if we just, I mean, if we decided to take a break, we could get close enough and then wait a few days and then wind walk to the entrance of the pass and take it from there. Yes. Or that, we could just stay here for a few days and then wind walk directly there. Also true. Because at least here we know we're safe and warm with food. I mean, we are kind of the protection for this town at the moment. Merrick does say, um, well, for, for what it's worth, I would pre- prefer to stay at least one more d- day. Um, I do have to have some more to speak with Conifer about to ma- make sure this place does not, not descend into complete chaos and madness after we leave. But 
Don't get your tights in a bunch. We'll be resting. After that, we, we can go as, as long as we rest before we enter the pass. I personally would much rather do that. And it seems like we're all in accord as far as that's concerned. So give me one, one more night and day. Get our, get, get our sleep schedules back in sync with the sun and moon, perhaps. And then up to you what we do after that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's fine by me. Decide if we want to stay here for another day or two, or if we want to you know, see where the grass is greener. Greener than Dornberg? I don't know. It doesn't get much better than this. I suppose. Hey, it's a it's a right lot better now after after what you lot have done done to it. I wouldn't say the grass is green; it's just more red. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gives him a look like <laughs> like like eight of our pe- people died like ten hours ago. Well, Bellus will take his his leave at this point, though. Um, citing, well, no point in uh, wasting time here. I'll go. I'll go. Go back to the. Uh, Baron's estate and speak with him now to get as much as, as I can before we go. Unless there's anything you need of me right now. Nothing I can think of off the top of my needle. I'll also, I'll also uh, send word to the Archlector on our myriad successes. He, he knows of the others, obviously, but now he get, gets to know about this one, though I'm not sure what he'll think about exercising a Spirit, I'm sure he'd be interested in knowing what was pilfered from the tomb that you found. And he gives you all a meaningful look before he leaves and says, but maybe I'll keep that part out of it so you can keep your trinkets to yourselves. Not a bones and stuff. Bones, yep. Just bones. The shame it was missing the head the whole time. And he didn't really need it anymore. He will leave. <sighs> well, as far as Inquisitors go, he's not too bad. Bit of a stick up his arse, but they all do, don't they? I'd rather uh, have the stick up his arse than mine. It's true. It's true. Just makes for a stiff puppet. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> If I never see another Inquisitor <clears throat> the rest of my life, that will be too soon. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Would you rather spend a weekend with Ludo or one evening with Iron Spark? Ooh. Depends on the venue and the uh, entertainment for the evening. I think you would be the entertainment for the evening. <laughs> That's why I'm concerned. About. I mean, none of us ever had to actually deal with Iron Sparks thanks to Norwin's little mudslide, but. Yeah, but I wouldn't relish the idea. I quite like my toenails and fingernails. <laughs> And my toes and my fingers. 
Maybe Ludo then. At least I just get a good bath. <laughs> Do you have toenails? Hmm? Do you have toenails? I have claws. Okay. They're just short. I'm going to lift up my leg, pull it out, <laughs> and poke the underside of my foot so it goes. <laughs> at, the t- at the table. <laughs> yeah. Icky is standing on the t- t- table right right now, drinking from from Annie's goblet, and sees this mm-hmm. and holds up holds up his claw and almost <laughs> almost falls over. Holds up mm-hmm. the other one, almost falls over. <laughs> and then from my hair, you just see an imp foot come out. <laughs> and then in, invisible input. Oh. <laughs> Do Eric Cocker exist in this world? Uh, bird folk? Mm-hmm. Not to your knowledge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't have seen one regardless, but I was just curious. Mm-hmm. I'll keep that a mystery. Not to your knowledge. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Sorry. A flock of them's coming in. Man. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> you fucked us with birds before, man. I will never trust another bird. This campaign is all birds, baby, all the way down. Birds, birds, birds. birds. Exactly. Rachel said, "Bird is the word, man." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Don't you know about the bird? Everybody <clears throat> knows that the bird is the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Are you feeling better, Earth? Uh, yeah, I think so. So uh, all that all that stuff that was said was uh was for the ghosts' benefit, right? Which stuff? All the shit that was pouring out of your mouth. <laughs> at, at what point you're going to have to clarify? Be more specific. <laughs> Do we have a problem? No. Do you have a problem? No. I just mean we had quite the victory and we're still acting quite bummed about it. So I didn't know if we were still mad at me for things. Or if, like I said, that was for the ghost's benefit. It was mainly for the ghost's benefit, but I will admit my feelings won't be better that quickly. I have a hard time believing the ghost was the only thing making you behave that way. I think he was bringing out things that you already feel. What's that, Owen? Might be potentially true, but... You're the one who knows your own mind. You know what they say, a possessed man's tongue is a not-possessed man's thoughts. You know, you're right, you're right. Saying. You're right. That, that resonates with me <laughs> in my soul. <laughs> but I do think there is maybe a seed of truth to what you're saying. And I will admit rushing headfirst into yet another thing when I don't feel nearly as much a woman as I usually am and I have nothing at my disposal makes me feel like a tool and not like someone who could die when we have the time to rest. Oh, now that this first job's done, I'm in no rush. 
let's not forget. <clears throat> it's been two days since the assassin killed me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's true. Can we all just promise each other one thing? When we do go find the orcs and go into that canyon, can we just not touch anything, please? No touchy. Ha- like has his hands on the book, like sheepishly puts it down. I want to start building <laughs> trust so bad. It's just like, oh, I just know that's gonna be so hard to keep. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> I'm gonna buy you two gloves. I will try to listen. I'm wearing gloves. I've been trying to help. It didn't help. At that, Annie looks down at her drink and goes, this is much stronger than I thought it would be. Did I just hear you're going to try to listen? If you'd have been paying attention, I'd been trying to. (sighs) Maybe I should perform tonight. Maybe I should play. Make people less grumpy. Make myself less grumpy. I bet people would love that. That work? I mean, uh, yeah, people would love that. Nobody can turn the room. I mean, about you, not about them. True. I am going to go stand up and ask the barmaid if I can play at some point. He sees you coming and says, what do you have? I was actually wondering if maybe I could play some music at some point, just so I don't get out of practice. Uh, traveling minstrel? Uh, Storyteller? Bard? Along Stroll. those lines. Uh, there's nothing I would love more. I'm afraid I can't offer you much, though. The room and board is already being, co- being covered. I don't a- want thanks. for anything, just to practice and maybe lift my own spirits and some other people's but I don't care about them well you lift your spirits <laughs> just be careful just, just be careful because they, they might try to lift your skirt but I'm, I'm here's sure. to you too <laughs> I'm sure if they want to lift a skirt or files right over there <laughs> earth file yeah earth and she looks over there My God, how did I not see it? By the host. Urfaya? That's you? She's calling across the way. Okay, I was like, am I close enough that I can hear her? Yeah, oh, I mean, the place is, uh, it's not very, not very big. You're like 15 feet away. Mm -hmm. I thought you looked familiar, but that's really you? My God, it's been, it's been what, a decade more? Whatever came, came, whatever came of you after, after the previous Mactier fuck up. <laughs> now the entire place is looking as if that name Urfael said aloud is triggering people to going, oh, oh okay. <laughs> it's a lot quieter in here. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> well, as you all know, served my time with the army. <clears throat> that uh, went a little longer than the required time. So after that, I just kind of wandered west, bummed around for a bit. Good ale, by the way. And uh, then ran into these chuckle fucks. 
And uh, now we're taking care of this. So you, you work for the Inquisition now? Well, yeah, yeah. We're just friendly with them. We help out <laughs> when we can. They know where to find us at times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't argue with results. They clearly found the found the, the right people for the job. Well, Raphael Mactier, it's been. Ah, don't call me that. <laughs> Raphael, or the other part. It works. No, 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 no. Well, Raphael, uh, I don't know if anybody has said this to you yet, but <sighs> welcome home. Surprisingly enough, it's good to be home. Hey, so, so, did you really kill Jack? Really? Yes. Um, technically, you did. I, I lost think you did. I, don't I think we saw that one. I think that. you did. He was dancing and you hit him. That's right. You made him <laughs> dance. I forgot. He was dancing. <laughs> they all caught Jack at the ballroom and slit his fucking throat. That's not what they, they said. But it does sound like that's the only way, the way to get him. I've seen this man. He walks around with the, with the fucking dragon armor. as 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 impossible. Surra- surrounded by all sorts of motherfuckers. How would you, how, how would you do it? How would you do it? Yeah, where where'd you come from? Where'd you go? Which, where, yeah, tell us the story. I'm Nigel, right you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna name that guy Cotton Nigel. And he does have a, he does have an eye patch. I'll let you imagine what we'll be. I cannot believe he is still alive. I know you've been wanting to kill him all because you would have been married a long time ago if it weren't for him. And we finally found him. Wait, where did he go? <laughs> And now you have a very wrapped, um, like eight people are kind of swiveling their chairs over, scooting closer and wanting to hear the story about what happened. Hulda calls out and goes, well, how about y'all simmer down, give them time to drink, eat, and rest. And our lovely bard here is going to perform something tonight. And maybe you'll hear the story then perhaps perhaps you can all tell the rest of your of your friends if you can make some up or make new ones in the next couple hours because fuck i know you're all here <laughs> ah, hold on, you old bitch it's, yeah she tell us awesome story right now well that's up up to her but i always heard that guards tell the best stories at night when the when the the ale is just reaching that room temperature point and it's cold and blustery outside and the fire's crackling. Oof. But that's just me. What do I know about people traveling through our town? It's very <laughs> true. I do tell stories better after I've been bought in multiple drinks so the bar doesn't have to provide them on their own coin. I always perform better when other people pay the bar for me. And my friends. Unlimited. <laughs> when do you stop playing? Two hours. Two hours? That's just enough time to make a couple more friends. Come on, <laughs> bastards! Right, well, let's not tell too many people. This place will get really crowded. We gotta have a six feet gap between everybody. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. Lesser restoration's a thing. Not this town. <laughs> 
leave and start. You can have, you can hear hear them go, going out, saying Horton Devil's gonna gonna tell us the story of how she killed Jack while he was dancing in a ballroom. <laughs> <laughs> to the liberator! Ow! Ah, uh, home sweet home. To the liberator! <laughs> to the liberator! <laughs> <sighs> Just nodding like. Maybe I'm gonna actually come out of this in the positive. After all, she's like, I can only give so much food and and room to these people. But you know, and you can imagine, there's not been a lot of guests coming here on mm-hmm. um, short of the suns. You imagine they probably pay <coughs> copper, if that, for for all of her wares. So she seems very thrilled now to have an actual bard and bring more people in. Mm-hmm. I'm also gonna give her a gold for a bottle of the good stuff. What do you have? We have uh, a little bit of everything. Whiskey, really? bourbon, gin. We have one bottle of, of, of gin. Very, very rare stuff from Alfheim. I guess they like their trees in liquor form too. <laughs> Sounds great. I know someone that might drink that. It's made out of a tree. <laughs> Wonderful. She gives you the bottle of gin and three, um, three fine tumbler glasses what counts as fine in this town it's not like um not crystal or anything like that there they have chips on it and whatever else but she wipes it with her her apron and passes that to you as well as the bottle which is about two-thirds full so it, it, it's clearly been opened and used here and there but it's still a, a good amount for gold i will also give her a piece of gold and say i'll take that bourbon okay okay <laughs> That bottle's about half full, half full still. Just enough for Earth. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm having um, one of them dangerous things, a thought. And uh, maybe we should look at that book we found, make sure there's nothing else we should know about this nonsense before we conclude it to be done. Sure. How about you both start your drinking and I'm just going to do a detect magic and just to make sure there's nothing funny about the book before we start popping it open and passing through it. Who's there? Do, do your best and that will be a bardic inspiration just in case. Oh jeez. So I do like that. pine needles. Mm-hmm. Ah. I'm actually expecting it to be, but Neron probably would be cautious about it. <laughs> not bad. You do not need to detect any magic on, on the book. Ruby, I gave you an inspiration pack because that was 10 minutes, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> if it helps, I'll say roll an arcana check. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's That's fine. 42, it's still not magical. They're papers. You know, Earth, that it's actually called gin and tastes like needles because it was first found on the body of an earth elemental, you know, a gin. And so that's why they call it gin. Gotcha. Okay. I like that. That's not bad. Yep. 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 So I'm drinking earth elemental? Wait, what? No, just, <laughs> just what the earth elementals used to make. Yeah, so you're gonna have me trying to suck off my ass cheeks when I'm in Earth Elemental. 
Norman, this fight looks really hard. <laughs> this might come in handy at the pass, man, when there's no taverns around. <clears throat> Need a drink, Norman. <laughs> pick ass to pick that ass. Yep. <laughs> oh, dear. So what do we think? Oh, the book's fine. Say, so let's read it then. Let's crack it open. Well, you know, we'll you know move some stuff aside and just gingerly Eating like breads you know, and cheeses, but we're not spilling anything. Yeah, gingerly like lay out the pages. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you guys want to do this now, huh? Eight, eight, yes. Wunderbar. I figured while well, it's fresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows what kind of shenanigans we get in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very true, actually. You convince guys... Norman to streak to town. The book ends up in his clothes and ends up burning. I don't know. Who knows? Yep. Definitely. You, get, you guys all have a map in your finders, right? Yep. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. You might want to have that open just for some parts. Yep. And since we're on the internet, um, internet. I would recommend going to. Actually, I'll just put it on our um, Slack, Grave Walkers, and God RP. Um, you might want to have this open in a tab. Okay. Just to refer to in case there are names and, and whatnot. And now on that same thing, I'm about to attach file, which you guys can open directly from there or download and keep for your records and whatnot. Okay. Oh, here it is. There it is. Change the music a bit here. Because there's some background, some some sort. Ninth of Nim, is that what we're all looking at? Mm-hmm. Okay. Open her up and don't dig in and start reading yet. Um, <laughs> here's what I would like to pr- propose. Um, I, I think it'd be fun for you guys to do this in character as much as possible, which means I'm, Norman, I'm assuming that you're casting comprehend languages, right? Oh yeah, of yep. course. So, and you'll have to touch each page and, re- and read it and whatnot. So. Um, but I don't want to make you sit there and read the whole thing. It's very, it's very long, and I want you to be able to take to to to, to take notes on what you want. Mm-hmm. So if you guys would like, I, I can read it, or we can go around and do like page by by page, so sort of thing. I just I, I don't want to force people to do something that that they don't want. So it's up up to you guys. What would you prefer? I'm down for whatever. Mm-hmm. 
I want mine page by page so no one loses their voice. Yeah. And you can bow out whenever you want. And Josh, if that means you end up at the end reading majority of it, cool, cool. Yeah. Because I might come to a point where I'm like, no, 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 I want to listen now so I can absorb everything. And yeah, or you know what I mean? Right. So definitely. All right. Well, um, I'll start then. Um, Even even though I think the first page is one of the juiciest. Uh, um, I'll start. So some names so you can get some pronunciation and if you guys decide you just want me to continue i i will otherwise i'll stop and um i can't remember does everybody on roll on on roll 20 see from left to from left to right god norwin annie and and earth or does it is it in yes. different orders for each person okay so we'll just go in that in that order that way we'll just know. Mm-hmm. god norwin annie and earth can I uh, put a vote out there to change his name to Davenport Recyclables? That is mm-hmm. the name I would like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Davenport Recyclables. All right. <laughs> Control F, replace all. <laughs> You're stupid, Dwit. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, those of you who like to, to take to take notes on key things we can. And I think that um, we'll stop after every um, page or so. And this is what I meant by as much as in character as possible is as Norwin quote unquote reads this thing out loud, I think there will naturally be times where you you guys in character would discuss. What the fuck? Does that make sense? Davenport Recyclables. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) So I'll start. I won't do um, Norwin's voice um all right <clears throat> guess i'll take a drink myself here mm-hmm. and here we go the ninth of oh <laughs> see I, I already forgot something else um if you all just open up a browser the same um like where you have a tab that i i, I had you open for the sovereign host go ahead and type mm-hmm. in, into google eberron calendar oh yeah i've got it up here and then that would be um, helpful. In fact, I'll even link to the one that I think is most helpful because it has some holidays oh. on it, which may or may not be referred to. So there, it's it's on Slack as well. If you want to go ahead and open that up. All right, here we go. Ninth of Nim. Let it be known that I, Davinor. Rayclis, I'm not a weak man. My strength is well known even among the, the, the dragon knights. I have been a part of eight dragon hunts and dealt the final blow on three of those, gaining the honor of harvesting those hearts with my own two hands. More than ten giants have fallen by my axe, chopped from ankles to knees to bellies till I could crush their skulls. It was my sky anchor that had kept hold of Glamacordo the Golden, one of the dragons stubborn enough to retain its mind and form after the great culling by Valinor and Arawai in my, in my grandfather's time, until that prick Savine delivered the final blow from atop his drake. My grandfather was a legend, one of the original 13 knights, blessed with Dorne's strength of spirit and inheritors of his intent and ire. My father was there when the true son of Dorne assaulted Runeheim and left the last great western giant stronghold in ruins. 
my bloodline is pure, and none question my loyalty nor power. But I am tired. So, so tired. I write this journal by my own hand, despite the fact that writing is a feminine art and all have been warned against leaving records for the future generations. They must learn to live in their own time without inheriting the pain and sins of the past, is what Oladra allegedly said. Seems like a dick move. <laughs> yeah, feel free to interrupt like, like that, exactly <laughs> yeah. as you would as if Norm was talking. Thank you. So I do not know the past, are doomed to repeat it. Right? Like, why? Wait, Aladra, as in, like, of the host? I have to assume. Sorry, continue. All right. They must learn to live in their own time without inheriting the pain and sins of the past, is what Aladra allegedly said. And only the acolytes of Orion can now decide what knowledge can be left for the future. It's all the same to me. I have no need for a written word. I ain't ever seen a pen mightier than my sword, despite what the acolytes say. My intent will always follow that of Dole Dorns, and my mission remains pure. Protect the free peoples of the world, one dead dragon at a time. And when lacking dragons to slay, giants make a worthy substitute. Or when lacking either, those new dragonborn raids, or those or that horde of disgusting mutants that runs rampant since the betrayal of Dorn's son. In any case, I have little need for ink and quill in my work, but that halfling priestess of Boldre recommended that journaling my thoughts and dreams could help, so here I am. I am not weak, but I am exhausted. Sleep has eluded me for the past few days, since the second, I think, so more than a few. Funny how the days begin to blend together without a good sleep to punctuate the end of one. I find it easier to rest during the bright daylight now, even if my mind does not let me rest long. Less shadows for things to creep in, but that just means the images appear plainly before me rather than leaving anything to the imagination. But it is my imagination. At least that's what the Knight of Dolara said. Paladins, they call themselves. Divine power come manifest from the sacrifice of Dolara and Boldre. Sure. No exorcism needed, he said, because nothing is there. That holy nose of his can apparently sniff out a ghost or devil like a bad fart, but he smells nothing of the sort on me. Worthless. We did just fine without these so-called holy warriors for nearly the entire war. And I can see how this one looked at me. That's what I get for saying aloud what I know should have stayed in my head, but I broke his nose anyway just to get that pathetic look off his face. I liked that. Made me even more mad when he just touched it and glowed a bit and it knit closed like a physicator was hiding in his palm, but fuck it. I don't have time to break every fucker's nose that looks at me funny, especially if he's got magic hands or a worthless sniffer. That priestess of Boldre was better, but I was smart enough to not let on how bad I was getting. She could see I was tired and offered me a place to sleep, but last thing I needed was to wake up with a shout and cold sweat where someone could see me. 
But I told her I was having dreams and couldn't sleep and whatnot. And, what, and when she prodded, I clammed up. She did her holy nonsense again and nothing came of it. At least confirming the other bucker wasn't just lying to me. And then suggested I write down my nightmares and visions and thoughts. What good it will do, I can't even guess, but she says that many men like me have wounds of the mind that carve deeper than even their magics can reach. To which I said, there ain't no men like me. One of my father's old lines and took off. You guys want to discuss anything there? Feel free. Otherwise, um, Stephen, go ahead and pick up the thread. So we assume that perhaps this is the person that was in the tomb. Then, <clears throat> it makes sense to me. The ghost that talked to us. Yes. Sounds a lot like what you were saying when it was with your company. Nightmares, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems like it was with him for a long I mean, if that's what this is, seems like it was with him a lot longer than it was with me. At least the second to through the ninth at the beginning of this chronicle. Poor yeah. bloke. So, going without sleep for that many days or trouble sleeping can start affecting not only the mind but also the body. It has a hard time repairing damages from the day. Yeah, if you're tough, you can make it through it. <laughs> Maybe he should have toughened up then. Maybe he did. <coughs> Maybe. Let's see what he says. But what can it hurt? I'm not so proud that I can't follow the advice if it might help. So here I am, writing. Not sure where to start, but here it goes. Every night I see her, Braids. Of course, her name was really Braids. But since this writing is just for me, and I know who she is, there isn't any reason to call her by anything else. I've been calling her Braids since the moment I saw her. And I'll be calling her by braids until I return to the mud. Black hair, full lips, fat enough to where it counts, fat enough where it counts, and by the soul of Dorn itself. I swear her laugh was the sweetest thing I ever heard. But calling her laughy or gigglepuss didn't seem wise, so I call her braids. For her braided hair, obviously. Beautiful and distracting, just like her. She laughed again when I called her that, and damn if it didn't sweep me away again. Didn't feel that. Uh, oops, oh, oh, I lost my place. Oh, no. Scald. Didn't even feel it as she uh, reset my broken arm, though I reckon that might have something to do with the holy magic of hers. Only one of her ilk I ever had any respect for. She was there during the Galcordo fight. Galmacordo fight? Um, Glamacordo? Yeah, Glamacordo. Probably the dragon I'm really familiar with. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Having joined the platoon that uh, was sent off to kill the old beast. Um, and though she cowered behind a big rock the whole time, I swear I felt stronger by having her nearby. Uh, something about 
Ara's blessing or the others, but I don't know about that. I just fought harder since she was there. But that's not how I see her now. No, I see her like how I saw her the last time I saw her, with her blood on my hands, a chest opened like a fresh deer about to be harvested for its meat. Why did she step in front of those dragonborn? Just because they were, sur just because they surrendered? Just because they were cowards? Dawn's edicts are plain as day. She knew as well as I that even if uh, she didn't follow them as strictly, so why did she stop me? try to stop me, especially right after a battle, especially when I could still feel the thrill of bloodshed. My grandfather and father's spirits, uh, oh yeah, thrumming through my veins like liquid fire. She knew uh, what it meant when the blue mist rises from me. Isn't family. that what we saw in the study, much like you, Earth? But blue. But yes. blue? Yeah. That is interesting. We think that there might be some sort of parallel to what this individual could do and what Erfahel can do. I'm starting to wonder if there's more than a parallel. They keep talking about Dol Dorn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one of the, his grandfather was one of the original 13. Mm -hmm. And they're means. talking about the gods like they knew them. So I'm wondering if this bloke isn't one of your ancestors. That might be. <sighs> I didn't get that feeling when I saw him, you know? Mm. Like, familiar, but not familiar. Mm. Note that he is a human also. Mm -hmm. At least the spirit and the skull and all that stuff was a human. But just to be clear, humans and dwarves can... My parents were human. <laughs> so uh, they typically can't. Oh, they typically can't. They they might romantically, but children are very very uncommon. Oh, okay. So it's possible. Yes. Gotcha. But not highly likely. Do, 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 do. No worries. Okay, but yeah, just so you know, didn't seem like we were related. So. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting though. It's the first I've heard of anybody who has talked of mist rising from their form, especially when they're in the midst of battle. Makes me wonder if there's just like a whole like, do you know that little uh, cartoon that they sometimes put out in the periodicals, uh, the, the uh, Power Rangers, I believe it's called. Makes me wonder if there's others that do have different colors. I think it just means they're mist born. <laughs> Perhaps. Well, we did come across that armor that Eskel wore that was silver that used to belong to a dragon knight, which it seems like that's what this guy is. Yeah. So if he's blue and he's killing dragons and yada yada, maybe they did all have different colors and specializations depending on what they could do. And I mean, uh, he didn't seem to be wearing any special armor, at least nothing that he was wearing down there. Who? The one that was in the tomb that we found. Oh. Yeah. Well. Because armor like that would endure. Like the weapons. But. Could have just not been wearing it at the time, but. 
the fact That's that he true. had all those weapons. That's interesting. We're barely into these things. <coughs> Any other thoughts? It's the only one I had. I am going to be handing out points. I'm t taking notes of people who dig the, the juicy lower bits out or who make connections. Cause some of the connections, I'll let you know, this was very fun for me to write to see what connections or what questions you guys ask, um, stuff like mm -hmm. that. So, taking notes and there will Take be, names. there will be rewards. Nice. Makes you think. It does. Maybe it could just be that this person was also in tune with their ancestors the way that you are. Maybe. I mean, unless we're assuming that you're entirely unique because of your connection to the line of Dawn. Well, <clears throat> bit of a leap, but when I had my uh, meeting with him, when the assassin put me down, bitch. Uh, we'll get her. He did let something slip about using a scroll to do some, whatever he did. And if, they, if he did something to these knights that gave us his ability, Firezong called me a line of Dorn. Maybe that's what he refers to. Hmm. Is people he did that to. But another idea is perhaps red is the line of Dorn. Maybe this man, even though he follows Dorn's edicts, comes from a different line. Like each of the original mm -hmm. passed down the line. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're mentioning enough gods in this that perhaps he is like Earth, but not from the same line. That might track. But it manifests in a similar way if we are to be assuming that's what it reads. Mm -hmm. But you know, when my yeah, grandfather's spirits, spirits and grand, grandfather's spirit and father's spirits thrumming through my veins like liquid fire. And that seems very much like what you do. If it was brand new, that's just two people. And it's just two people. Yep. I mean, have you, with these connections that you feel as I am, do they, how far back do you think this goes? I mean, you haven't been channeling your direct parents or grandparents, have you? Not that I know of. I think the, the closest relative would probably be Hugh. Right, Josh? I think we, we kind of talked about that. Would that be a correct estimation? I think it's a fair guess. Okay. And Mudraib, he was quite a ways back, right? Not too far before before Hugh. A couple generations, perhaps. But you because... have no con but you don't know if that's four hundred years ago, you know, something like that. That's what I mean. I just, I guess I want to be clear just so we're on the same time frame. That's not like 120 years, like two or three generations. That's for dwarves, that'd be like 600 to 800 years. 
So potentially depending on how long they survived. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. If they went into battle a lot, they might have um, had a shorter time. Considering if, you know, they don't settle down until they're around 50, mm-hmm. have little offspring then, they could get the axe right then, could happen earlier. But point being is they live quite a bit longer. Yes. Than the human does. So something to think about. And it also is true, I think, that perhaps not everybody in your line is granted this kind of ability and gift. And so there could have been generations skipped. Boy, I mean, yeah. Could be. I haven't really met any kin in that way. Yes. Because previously, didn't he say, when the true son of Dorne assaulted Runeheim, which means his grandfather was around at that time, but wasn't the true son of Dorne, so maybe he could even be coming from Balinor, or could be someone who was gifted but not of the line, and that could be a reason it was similar but different, because it was a gift but not the legitimate bloodline. Almost like the way that a cleric might channel a different, you know, a, a god of some kind. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. We got a lot more to reach if we keep moving. Yes, let's see what else is. So, let's see. She knew what it meant when the blue mist rises from my skin. So why would she step between me and my axe to save some fucking lizard? And it didn't matter. I killed them all anyway. A waste. She was supposed to stay behind, away from danger. This was always uh, always the plan and always agreed upon. I regret it every day. I feel the blade of my axe sinking into her, the vibration of the heft as it broke bone. I regret it every day. If only I was quicker or paid more attention, or hadn't been filled with bloodlust. But she knew how I get, and she knew that these things, uh, this very tribe, had killed dozens of our good men over the years. So she had to know what would happen. If this person truly regretted as much as they say, then they probably wouldn't have had the him in them at this time. I'm not getting that much regret off of it. It sounds a lot like victim blaming to me. And I think that's what the hymn does. Yeah. You know, it amps up your aggression. You make mistakes, then you feel bad about it. But there's always a reason. You know, it's never truly your fault, which is what it, until you become miserable enough that you. I see. So regret isn't actually what they were going for here. They just felt guilty about it which is what the hymn would want. Well, yeah, it's like I said, what do you truly regret and what can you write off? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I regret it deep down, but I regret it every day, but deep down, I think I could have done, I don't think I could have done anything differently. There you, there you go. go. She made a choice and now I have to live with it. And now I see her in every corner laying there with the guts spilling out and stern pieces, two pieces. 
Sometimes she crawls towards me, leaving a bloody trail like slugs from the depths. Sometimes I hear her screaming and crying and begging me to just kill her because the pain was too great. And by the host, did I try at first. I took my axe and drive it into her face ten times, tears blurring in my eyes. One final mercy, but all she did was cry out more loudly with each strike. And when the people followed the sound to my tent, they just saw tables and chairs and pieces and a blubbering mess with sweat and tears pouring down my face. No body, no braids to be seen, not even to me. Am I going mad? Is this what guilt feels like? I'm sorry, braids, for what I did. I wish I had gone differently. I wish I was able to get around uh, you to kill them. I wish that you hadn't been there, <coughs> so righteous to step in the way of my blade. I wish I hadn't fallen for someone for something so pure that I could have never deserved. I hope these visions and sounds and dreams, and just are, are just in my head and uh, not your lingering soul, and you've joined the host in the celestial realm. If any deserve that peace, it is you. I will take your pain and your sacrifice and return it tenfold onto our enemies, for that is the one thing I know to do. With enough blood, I will wash away my sins and your mistakes and maybe yet join you someday. But until then, I leave for another hunt tomorrow at dawn. No finer thrower of the sky anchors in my platoon, so it's up to me to pin down the wyverns while the others take the glory. Probably that bastard Savin again, but not all bad for a knife here. At least he makes sure the others know they couldn't do it without me. I'm not sure if that makes it better or worse, though. It reeks mighty close to pity. I hope I can sleep tonight, for the travel northward tomorrow will be long and arduous. Maybe she will give me some peace for one night, now that I've written this. I hope so. Yeah. Mostly because if Narwin did it with his draw, well, it would take all night. <laughs> that does sound a lot like what you were seeing, it seems, right? Well, I got a taste of that with some nightmares, but yeah, I mean. Sampling. Yeah. And like you said, it likes to latch on to people that are already walking down that road, so. Good to continue. Take it away. Tenth of Nim. I write this before the sun has risen, since I know that sleep is a fool's game tonight. More ridge bark to keep the exhaustion away, though Cordry tells me I should lay off the stuff. Though he always makes some for me, so it's hard to take the lad seriously. Norwin. Mm -hmm. I saw her again. Woke up and thought I was safe, but then realized I was hugging something. Had her pressed close to my chest, just like that time in the soft earth next to the hot spring. But it wasn't warm water and mud that I felt this time, and not her gentle breathing that kept me company. It was her sticky blood, her cold body, her lifeless fucking eyes looking up at me an accusation on her lips. I screamed and threw her away and woke up proper after that to an empty room. Same as always. 
Except this time, I swear I saw a shadow creeping at the wall to my right, but by the time I looked, it was gone. Another figment out of the corner of my eye. At least nobody came to see me this time. Not sure if it's good that they're getting used to me waking up this way or not. Either way, journaling last night obviously didn't help. But I'm not fool enough to think a medicine takes just one dose, so I'll keep at it. That priestess said it might take weeks or months. So I'll keep on, but not while I'm sharing a tent with Savine on the campaign north. That knife ear calls me friend, but damn if I'll ever let him see me writing like this. I hope the journey clears my head. We'll write again when we return in a month. A month? Whole month? It was the 10th of Nim. 10th of Nim. And then we go all the way to the 24th of Larvion. Is that right? Did I say that? Larvion? Larvion. And his handwriting has changed, for sure. <laughs> Fucking papyrus. <laughs> <laughs> so much to write but I don't want to I thought I'd found my own way of working through this but now that I'm back the visions have started again with more frequency I resisted writing anything for a fortnight but it's getting worse and worse and I have nothing left to lose so here it is my admission of guilt a sad attempt at clearing my conscience by scribbling on a piece of paper that no one will ever read the trek northward took a week even with Gale's magic Shame we couldn't use it when in the steppes themselves, but the wind is as treacherous as the sky and the beasts there. No matter. Uncharted canyons and plateaus were just part of the job. Harvick said he would map it all one day, and with a dwarf's long life, he just might, if he survives that long. I hardly slept at all seven days. Offered to keep watch at night around the campfire, lying on Cordry's bark until my teeth bled. The fire makes such shadows in the dark, but I feel like the visions were lesser. Normal flickering images in the dark rather than nightmares, even while I wake. I let my mind rest, even if awake. I tried to only sleep when the sun was still up, a couple hours here and there, while the others rested or debated on direction or set up camp or gathered wood and water. If I was lucky, I'd sleep straight through those blessed hours but at least once a day, I'd have those same dreams. Braids. Sometimes others I've killed. Sometimes my infant brother that I dropped when stung by a bee when I was just a lad myself. Sometimes my mother and father, and them arguing over my fate. Sometimes my father's skull sitting in my lap as my hands painted flesh to his cheekbones and put marbles where his eyes should be. Every day another nightmare, so at least one. So, so tired. Then it spoke to me. I say it because I began to realize that the voice was similar each time, whether it was braids or mother or father or my brother on moving on the stone floor or just the shadows whispering. I thought they were my own mad mind whispering to me, but if this is true, then who better to trust? Or perhaps they're the voices of my father or grandfather or Dorn himself. I do not know, but I always feel the same desire for bloodshed, for violence. Why couldn't it just wait? There was plenty of battle to come once we got to that wyvern nest in the steppes, but I knew deep down it wasn't that sort of violence I needed. It needed, I mean. One night around the fire, Savine made a joke at my expense. 
Everyone laughed. I can't even remember what it was, but I was on him in a flash, fists raised in anger. Once they pulled me off him, you know what he said? <laughs> the fucker apologized, said he wasn't sorry and didn't mean to poke fun. I don't even know what he said or why I hit him. Happened so fast. But when I next slept, the dreams left me alone. Sweet, sweet sleep. Peace. Until the next day when the nightmares came again, whispering to me, they laugh at you, a child in their eyes, despite that you are the strongest. I woke up in a panic, and Savine was there asking if I was okay, a concerned look on his face. Not pity, but concern. I could see that plain as day. My ally, my comrade, my friend. My hands were around his neck before I could say anything, and only after a few seconds did I realize what I was doing. I wept like a fucking child, and then... He... he sat by me and talked. Talked for an hour straight. I didn't say a word, but his were enough to keep the dark away. I was so close to killing him. So close. One twist and it would have been over, and maybe I could have slept again. But no... He was my closest friend. He'd know my father and even my grandfather, though they weren't particularly friendly. Fucking elves, you know, they live a few hundred years. So his father was one of the thirteen, and Savine himself was alive at the time of the culling and cleaving. Said the whole world shook something fierce. The ocean swelled and winds picked up into storms. Half the continent fell and the creatures of the Sovereign Steps. And no, fell and created the Sovereign Steps. A fancy name for something that was an accident, a little byproduct of the cleaving. Guess even Orion could make mistakes, Savine said and laughed. Strange for me to think he'd probably seen Orion back then, but now can't recall much of it. Like a dream within a dream, he said, when I asked what it was like to have lived back then, when it all happened. I'm glad to be human for this reason alone, so I wasn't alive back then. I can't imagine just forgetting half my damn life. Sabine is plenty old enough to have fought in the real war, but suddenly not be able to remember? How, how would you know what you forgot and what you didn't? How would you know if you forgot anything if you couldn't remember what you forgot? Is that why the acolytes of Arion are so concerned with writings? Why they are burning or hiding so much of it still, decades after the host left us? Switch. That was a lot of shit. Yes. So this guy was best friends with an elf who was around during the culling and the cleaving? Yes. That Let's... made the steps? Well, apparently Orion did it. Hmm? <laughs> Look at Dorn taking credit for shit he didn't even do. And I must be related to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <clears throat> Any thoughts there? Or are we good to move on? Why were the acolytes concerned with burning? Well, it seems to me like he says maybe people who were around during the real war, whatever that means. Don't remember it. Right? It's been obfuscated from their minds. Clouded yeah. and hazed. 
And so it seems like acolytes of Arion may want to hide whatever people don't remember. Which is interesting. Arion is the sovereign of law and lore. Sounds a fucking lot to me like they were trying to hide something. The gods. Isn't Arion the one that isn't he the big chief, king, crown-wearing motherfucker? Um, and I don't. He's the one that made the. Sh- he's the one that with the shadow, right? Yep. Right. I'm remembering the play right. I think so. That's how I remember it. Yes, Orion was the de facto leader, not so much like a king that that ruled over the other host, but no, 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 no. no. No, but was the wisest and, and, and whatnot. So they followed his, his wisdom. And yes, the play did show that the shadow, which is one of the dark six, is simply all of the impurity. The traveler tricked Orion into splitting himself and creating this dark entity, essentially. Like, tricked as in, like, you didn't know it was going to be such a bad repercussion, motherfucker. What? Right. In the play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Orion divested himself of that, and the shadow is n- known to be the other half of Orion, but it was an intentional thing because then Orion became that much better. Yeah, he was pure. Better. Mm -hmm. Something to say for having a little mud in it, you know what I mean? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So, should I take it away? Mm -hmm. I asked him these things and he shook his head and told me to relax. Humans are short-lived, and so it's natural for you to ask questions and want to understand everything, he told me. And then, but sometimes the answers are not for any of us to understand. That's fine for him to say, since he seems pleased as a plum to have half his mind scooped out like meat from a turtle shell. But all I can think is, what if this is happening to me? What if something is wrong with me and the host miracles aren't working right? And I'm remembering things I shouldn't, things that maybe didn't even happen. I can't ask these questions though. Even if we are friends, I will not let him know my dreams and I will not kill him despite the promise whispered in my dreams. But I needed to sleep. I needed the dreams to stop. You have to understand, I had fought for so long that one night for peaceful sleep was like giving a husk addict another pipe after he'd been off it for a month. It only takes one puff to fall back into old habits. And it only took me one night for peaceful sleep to crave it again. The Ridgebark lost its bite. The nightmares were getting worse and more frequent. Sleep became my drug. The promise of it was the only thing that kept me going. So no, I could not kill Savine, but I needed to sleep. Two days later, we were at the edge of the steps in a vast field of broken rocks and ridge. Some areas, a graveyard of huge bones and others a pool of murky water we dared not drink. Others narrow ledges that we had to shimmy across for hours. I was last in line with Cordy next to me. We were around a bend on a great shelf of rock that jetted upward, tall as the giant's architecture back home for 10 times wider. Hundreds of feet up, with only another 50 to go. I couldn't see the others. Not Harvick at the very front, or Savine behind him, or Gale after that. Not even Pelto? Quelto and Crom. What's that? Quelto. Quelto, okay. Quelto or Crom, just in front of Corgi. 
We rounded the van inch by inch, almost coming back into the sights of the others. And Cordry cursed his heavy pack. The stacks threatened to throw off any of <clears throat> to throw any of us off balance, but most of us were more accustomed to carrying their weight anywhere we went. The lad was too scrawny for his own good, and I'd offered to carry his pots and pans and my own pack to lighten the load. And provisions he carried for us. He had the ability to create berries that would feed a grown man for a full day. But too many of these and your gut would start doing flips. Then <clears throat> there. We each carried our own canteens and refilled them by any water we came across. Well, Cordry could make sure it was safe to drink. Useful kid he was, but I was full on berries already and had the cookware and food in my pack and enough water in my head for a couple days. So all I really needed was sleep and I knew how to get it. I don't have, I, I'm worried about Cordry here. I'm um, Josh, you want to take back over? I don't think he made it. Just as we were rounding the corner, he looked back at me and smiled that goofy smile of a boy who was near delirious from exhaustion but could see the end in sight. I wish he hadn't glanced back so I didn't have to see his face go to confusion and then panic as I gripped him by the shoulder and shoved. I can still see his face when I sleep now and his screams haunt my every night, even when I'm awake. But that night, after we got off the ledge, and everyone yelled, what happened? And I explained, he tripped and was gone before I could do anything. When we all got to the next plateau and somberly set up camp and burned a prayer to ROI to take the little hunter into her arms. That night, when Savine kept a watch restlessly with angry tears in his eyes, that night, I slept like a baby for the first time in weeks. From that moment on, it was a cruel, sick game, one that I was playing against myself, and one where every win only prolonged the inevitable defeat. How long could I ride that high of peaceful sleep? How long could I endure the nightmares now with a new, fresh addition to the repertoire until I needed that sleep again? After the first time, I lasted another week. We were well within the steps and had already killed two of the wyverns, though we'd yet to track them to their nest. I'd forgotten that Cordry was also the one who knew how to harvest their venom sacks, but the stuff was too valuable to leave behind, so Puerto had to pick up the slack and try. She was our physiker, after all. So even though she said the wyvern body was as far from a man's as possible, it didn't change the fact that she was the best suited for the task got some on her hands first try and it stung something awful but not enough to kill her seems it needed to get right into the bloodstream to work she got the second venom sack emptied without issue and savine gave her a jolly old clap on the back for a job well done the dreams were so much worse that night i remember feeling the stings from a thousand wyverns from head to toe each of their flapping wings whispering to me i couldn't take it anymore a whole week without more than an hour here and there, no ridge bar to keep me lucid. It was too much. Next day, we came across two wyverns sunbathing on the rocks high above, like lizards in the desert heat. I climbed one way while Savine got closer. And when we were both in position, I threw both of my sky anchors at the closest beast while he pinned down the other. The tools pulled the frantic things apart as I let the bloodlust fill my veins to bursting throwing my golden cleaver, the only gift from, from grandfather I had left, over and over and over again. 
The sound of the creatures roused others that we hadn't seen over the ridge, and next we knew there were three more on us and we hadn't even killed the first two yet. Savine whistled for me and pointed down to where the others were hiding, but not well enough apparently since one of the wyverns were in a, was in a dive toward them. I jumped atop the miniature dragon and plunged my dagger into its neck as it thrashed me to the ground. Savine jumped down a moment later to drill his sword into its skull. Then there were four left circling us, almost like the tapestry of Doldorn hanging back home, and they took turns coming at us. But ah, foolish wyverns, don't you know? Never fight two dragon knights that are back to back. I glowed a pale blue while Savine an emerald green, which gleamed off the silver dragon scale he was never without. And we danced around the beasts in unison, our spectral forefathers channeling our fury to protect each other and dole out pain on our behalves. Krom stood over a cowering Puelto with his crossbow, loosing bolt after bolt while Gale's fire and Harvick's axe warded off another. Savine's great starter was more tuned for killing my wyverns than, than my axe. But that didn't stop me from matching him blow for blow. Shit, do I have Savine's great sword? And Eskel might have Savine's armor. Savine's armor. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry. I just just thought about that. Yes, assuming that these aren't super unique items. All of these are super unique items. Well, I mean, if his axe was meant for slaying giants and the Savine's sword was meant for slaying dragons, the greatsword I have has a very similar effect on dragons that that axe we found has on giants. So, yes. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Mm -hmm. Continue, voice in my head. <laughs> a stinger came dangerously close to my face, but Savine's father took the blow from me before scattering to mist, and my own grandfather caught a wyvern claw for Savine just before it opened the elf's belly. Two great warriors of the recent past fighting again in unison with their sons. This is the thrill that I sought, the only thing I needed for so long. But now I needed sleep and knew the way to get it. Steven, do, do you want to, to go or do you want me to continue? I can take, uh, I'll try another one. <coughs> okay, Puelto is the name. Yep, Puelto. Mm -hmm. After the last wavering lay dead on hot stone, Puelto tended to everyone's wounds. Almost used up all the gauze and wraps and ointments already. Not much left, uh, not much use for a, what's this word, Swiker? Physiker. Physiker. Okay. Old, old word for physician. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm much used for a physiker without her tools. And when everyone was around sitting, or, uh, when everyone was sitting around laughing away their pain and flamboyant retellings of their kills, drowning out the hot sun, the last water from their canteens, I reminded Quilto that she should hurry up and get those venom sacks harvested, even offered to help. Did one without issue. The second one burst in my and stung my hand a bit. The third was another success. The fourth had landed a short way back in the pass after being felled by a good shot from Crom Shortbow. Fault when I found it easy enough and I lifted the heavy tail so she could get the sack more easily, just like the other three. She said her thanks and set to work with her scalpel and an empty vial. <coughs> All it took was a twitch from my arm. 
when the stinger poked in uh, and out of her hand, she gasped and dropped the tools. The vial broke, uh, scalpel clattered. She looked at the meager cut with annoyance um, at first, shaking as if she accidentally touched a hot kettle. Then she realized, looked at the wyvern's tail, still in my grip, looked at her hand, little green lines beginning to spread across flesh. Then she screamed, first in panic, then pain. She tried to run back to the others, but I couldn't let that happen. I knew uh, a few of them had anti-venom in their packs, so I stepped in front of her. I saw it in her eyes that she realized that she, had, uh, she also had the anti-venom and left her her pack. I let her dig for it, uh, but I could tell it was going to be too late. Her movements were already sluggish, breathing ragged. To her credit, she did finish, uh, did find the stuff and got it, uh, got the top open. So I had to snap it, uh, slap it from her shaking hands. She looked at me, tongue swollen and eyes wet, throat closing and skin reddening, and said one word, why? Took everything I had to sound properly shocked and remorseful as the others uh, followed uh, her, her shriek <laughs> to us. Told them I didn't know what happened and let uh, Savine find the wound on her hand. A fluke accident. His faults were prioritizing the venom collection even when Proto wasn't nearly trained as Cordy was in harvesting it. Savine was always good at blaming himself. That night I slept even better than after Cordy, and the night after that, and the night after that. Three full nights of rest. I knew then this was the answer. I had a cure for my insomnia and insanity in my own hands. But of course, when the dreams returned, they did so with vengeance. The days became a blur of activity and restless sleep while I could not wait for the next time I could truly rest. I could only go three more nights uh, of dreaming uh, before sending Krom back into the mud. Simply this time, just dodged a wyvern claw when he was right beside me, behind me. Then I missed with my sky anchor as the beast flew away with him in its grip. A rookie mistake that I will always blame myself for. At least that's what the others, that's what I told the others afterward. Three days after that, uh, we were on our way out of the steps, back the way we came, mission accomplished. A dozen wyverds killed in total, twice the number of young slaughtered and even more eggs broken and uh, broke to shells and yolk. I don't even remember the fight, honestly. I remember that Gale died in the last great battle, but I was nowhere near when it happened. I remember thinking another good night's sleep was welcome all the same. But the nightmares did not abate. They were even more ferocious than before. So three days later, Harvick was leading uh, Sabine and I out of the steps around the same ledge where Cordy had fallen. The temptation to push the old dwarf to his death was almost too much to resist, but I could feel Savine's eyes on us, but, uh, always, like a mother hen, I assume that meant. And I would not kill that elf, no matter how much sleep uh, it would get me. Rachel, you want to pick it up? So instead, I waited until the sun was set and Havrick was on watch. Thing about elves and watches, they don't sleep. Some sort of meditation mumbo-jumbo is all they do. Well, we know about that. 
<laughs> so I never know when he's really aware or not. Too dangerous to do something while he's awake. Too risky at night. But the dreams were downright painful now. That would make it easier to fake. Most good lies are steeped in truth. I pretended to sleep for an hour, then began to shift and murmur. Outright groaned and grunted like a wounded animal. Wept and cried and shook left and right. Finally, Haver came to wake me from my slumber. I remember thinking, about time, as he shook me awake. So I snapped to grab my cleaver, which tonight was right under my bedroll, and drove it right into Havrick's skull. Damn bone was so thick I had to swing three more times until he stopped resisting. Savine was on me before the fifth could come down, ripped the blade from my grip and threw it away as he pinned me like a lion. Yelled at me, asked what I was doing. I blubbered and whimpered that it was the dreams and Havrick woke me up and I saw an enemy in the darkness and it was an accident, just an accident. All the while, Havrick did the dying man's twitching and gurgling on the ground, and I wept openly, tears of joy, though masked by agony, because I knew I'd be able to sleep again for a few nights. Dreamless peace that night, blissful nothingness. I could sense Savine's eyes on me, protective as always, but also concerned. Still not pity, bless the elf. He really is a good friend. We met up the next day with a caravan heading southward from the Oracle Forest, right on schedule. He was supposed to follow the trail northward to his old home in the forest, where his wife and daughter lived, while the rest of us were to join the caravan south back home to Sharn. But Sabine said that he wouldn't feel right leaving me for the long journey without any of the others. He had the responsibility to explain how they'd lost so many good men and women to a simple wyvern hunt. I told him that he had a duty to his kin up north, but naturally his honor wouldn't let him leave me alone. I told him I wouldn't be alone with all these caravan workers around, and he suggested that we actually trail behind them a bit and make camp separate. I could see in his eyes that he would not be swayed, and I will not kill my oldest friend, so I agreed. Sunset made me nervous in case the dreams and whispers would return more quickly now, but no, they baited entirely. A full week of rest. Unbelievable. Is this what it's like to sleep like a normal person? I'd forgotten the sensation. Going to bed without fear, sleeping from sundown to sunup, whistling a tune with the birds in the dawnlight. Funny that the more I slept, the more I was plagued by what I'd done to earn that sleep. Cordry, Puelto, Krom, Harvick. They hadn't deserved any of that. Braids didn't deserve it either. The sadness in Savine's eyes crushed my heart every day until I could no longer look into them. We trudged in silence during the day and swapped stories around the fire at night, so much smaller than it had used to be when our circle was larger than two men sitting across from each other. The pain, in, the pain hurt so much, and I almost told Savine several times the truth. All the truth about the dreams and the killings, but what if the nightmares came back? What if I'd banished them, finally, and speaking of it aloud, invited them back? By the host, that would mean all their sacrifice was for nothing. I couldn't do that to them, after what they'd given me. So I stayed silent on what was in my heart, and encouraged Sabine to open his instead. I asked about his daughter. Did he miss her? Wouldn't he regret not heading a bit more north to see her? He told me she was only two years of age, and he'd have plenty of time with her in the many years to come. Said she'll be the one to lead their people to a better future when she's of age. 
though to elves that's still a hundred or two years. And it's his duty to make sure the world is safe enough for her generation. He says that rumors say that the drow in their subterranean cities to the south of Valnar are already stirring and bonding around some new idol, some supposedly prophesied daughter that was recently born. Even with giants fighting amongst themselves to the far north after the shattering of the Ordning, and even with the dragons gutted and made little more than beasts that can hardly reproduce, the enemies of the free folk only seem to grow more numerous. The drow that would see us all enslaved again, the mutants that cheer Grumash's name and curse the people of the host, goblinoids that seem to spawn endlessly through inbreeding, followers of the Dark Six skulking around the shadows, and they say that the devil's spawned for mortal sin will be the new threat millennia from now. The list goes on. So I do not see the same hope that Sabine does for his daughter, or whatever great-grandchild of mine will live at that time. Freedom is not something that is given. It is earned. Every generation with their own hands. That sounds a lot like Lilth. Lilth. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, it does. What is the ordning? I don't know if we've heard that before. Hmm. That's new. Yes, I don't know what that is yet. The far north and the shattering of the ordning, do you think that could be the islands that split off? From the mainland or it could have been what they called the world when it was one piece yeah could be yes could be yeah yeah, yeah that wait. definitely sounds like pre-raven queen mm-hmm. well yeah like you said drow and prophesized daughter and new idol that definitely sounds like lulf mm-hmm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. You want to take over? Oh, sure. Here's not something that is. It's, uh, of course, I didn't say it to my friend. Let him have his hope. Okay. <laughs> the problems began anew the first night after we arrived back at Sharn. Impossible to miss those jaw-dropping spires and towers climbing towards the sky above even from miles away. Though much of the fine glasswork and stone of the giant make was shattered, the great city was in the best shape out of any of it that was taken during my grandfather's time, due in no small part to the betrayal of those bearing dragon magics. Well, multiple betrayals, to be fair. First the betrayal to the dragons that granted them such power, then the betrayal to the fellow mortals as they allied with the giants. Then a third betrayal when they joined us in taking Sharn from the inside out. Of course, they had waited till the sacking of the city had begun to affect them directly. Seems to me <clears throat> that they just follow the winds to whatever side and the nearest victory in any conflict. And I wish the sovereigns would have told them to shove off, to shove their offer of their collective arses. But it was said that the war would never end without taking Sharn and what lie within. And if the betrayer families could hand the keys of the city to the host, it would save countless lives, bring an end to the long stalemate, and keep most of the city intact for sorry, for once, and so be it. This is what rumors say, at least. 
Now it is my home and the home to countless others. Amazing how a city that could hold thousands of giant kind will now home to millions of free people with thousands more flocking here every month. It is said that Sharn will become the crown jewel of the world already far outstripping Damas in its size and beauty thanks to the 12 families, each of which are now richer and more powerful than ever before. Seems they got their way after all and many free people have a new home and the world has a beacon of hope forevermore. Do you think Sharn was the court city? Sure shit sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, the 12 dragon-marked families. Yep. And being giant size and then not. Mm -hmm. You know, in the best shape out of basically any of the cities. Yep. Also, is Damas different than the Dumas, am I thinking? They're the same. Okay, that's that's Damas. Okay. It's 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 always been Damas. No, no, totally. I just didn't know if I was saying it wrong. That's why I was just clarifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay. Not sure who got the best end of the deal. It began the moment I stepped through my doorway high into the clifftop towers where all the dragon knights lived. Before I could even light a candle to start <clears throat> stave off the dark, I could see her. Moonlight shining off glistening skin, slick with blood. Pulsing organs spilling from her belly. I turned away. But there on the bed was Cordry. Or what he must look like after falling those hundreds of feet to the canyon floor. He crawled toward me, one bent and broken arm outstretched. I turned again, but there was Puelto, skin inflamed with green venom pulsing through her veins, tongue swollen so much, all she could do was moan at me from across the room. Too much, so much. I closed my eyes. That made it worse. I felt as Cordry's neck as Cordry's broken hand tried to climb up my leg, Puelto's fat tongue left stings of saliva on my cheek as she wheezed through her constricted throat. Crom screamed as he flew away in Wyvern's claws, Harvick's skull splitting, Braid's hands around my neck. I invited it. I would have embraced the end right there, then and there. But no, there was no release. I opened my eyes minutes later to the ruined room. Sheets and bedding in tatters, tables and chairs splintered, windows shattered, cleaver in my hand, sweat pouring down my face, blood in my mouth from biting my own tongue. At least I was alone, but I'd been awake this time. The visions had only come in my dreams since I'd left. I don't know what it means, but I'd say on my ruined bed that night. But I sat on my ruined bed that night, the same as I sit here now writing the this entry unsure of what to do. Writing this might help, it might not, probably won't. The only thing I know helps, can't be done here. Not within Sharn, not as easily as out there in the wild of the steppes. But by the grace of the host, I haven't slept in a fortnight already. And I'm so, so tired again. I'll do anything for another night of sleep without seeing all of their faces in my dreams. Worse now, even when I stay awake, Constantly see movement out the corner of my eyes, hear whispers right in my head, a shadowy face in the wall or ceiling or floor, one second and then bare stone the next. I have to do something for even one night of peace or I fear what will come of me. Well, shit, sounds like it's a good thing we got rid of this before we headed into the steps, huh? Yeah, that that sounds very good. I mean, there are a lot of places where you can fall down, especially on my path, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Be nicer to me. 
<laughs> I just caught you free drinking food all night. Yeah, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> I don't you still haven't talking. apologized for lying to me about making me believe I killed you. Like that, that feels terrible. I still have that memory. I could fair, get rid of it right now if you want. I didn't know that was going to happen. But yes. Like I'm I said, sorry for what it's worth. You I'm need, not you, saved your ass. Right, you did what you needed doing. Like I said, I'm just being dramatic. I've come to expect that. So he's living in Sharn, huh? Yeah, though the timestamp here, the, a couple of paragraphs ago, was the 24th of Lavarn, and now it's the 26th. But it's been several weeks between. Uh, the several weeks were his recounting, but he wrote it on that date. He's already back in okay. Sharn. It was kind of like he hadn't written in, I mm, think, a month. Okay. It said it, it had been just about a month since he had previously written, and he was filling in that whole month. Okay, that's what it is. So Furthermore, there. he'd been I'm, back for two weeks and was plagued by the constant the constant visions. That that's what he's saying at the and and there's it's been two weeks of nonstop. So I'm just going to mm -hmm. try to, to to write this. Okay, and, okay, yeah. that makes more sense then. I was going to say otherwise there's a weird gap. Yeah, the date mm -hmm. stamps are when he's writing it, and oftentimes you'll find he's writing about things that happened previously. Long ago. That was all mm -hmm. one big ass entry. Okay, yeah, I know that. Because I'm a woman and I journal, but not consistently. <laughs> no, women diary, men journal. No, I journal. Journal. You can journal. Do what you want. Um, we should also do some math here. Do we realize this guy claims he was like 60 years away from living with the host? Mm hmm. 60 years I mean, if his grandfather was with Doldorn. Mm hmm. And, you know, he was, so he was born like 60 years. I'm just saying, this is old, old. Mm -hmm. And this is evident by the paper. And he, yeah, it was like, he talks about them. Like they're, I don't know, not like the religion does, that's for sure. More like the actual people. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if everybody else is ready, take it away, voice in our head. Should we take a break? I would need a drink. This next section is a half page, and then I'll stop, and I'll pick, I'll pick up the next, but we'll, we'll, we'll take a good 15-minute break after that, okay? So okay. I'm, I'm going to read a half page here to get us to the next section. For sure. 26th of Marvium. Of course, the 4th of Baracus. The hunt, Valinor's festival, where we all compete for the grandest prize from nature. Bragging rights, a crown of antler, trophies, and a feast that can only be matched by Boldres one month later. Why did the host have the bright idea for two holidays culminating in grand feasts only a month apart? Hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, seems excessive. And I can feel my belt tightening each year around this time. Well, I don't have that problem anymore. Food no longer interests me. I hunger only for rest, and I can barely bring myself to eat rare meat without thinking of the dreams and visions. But it will be expected of me to compete against the other dragon knights in Sharn, as we have every year since as far back as I can remember when my father did it. 
He even won one year, hauling home the bleeding head ahead of a rock as proof. Main dish of the feast that year, and its beak had been proudly mounted on the wall for a decade. The thought of it now makes me sick. The hunt itself, the festival of killing, eating, all of it. But there is one good thing about it, and the expectation that I will join with my own team. Another opportunity to earn some sleep, some actual fucking rest again. Thought of it makes me giddy. But can I wait a full week more? I'll have to. Bum, bum, yep. Bum, bum, bum. We'll stop there. Bum, I'll see bum, you guys in, in 15 minutes, 9.30 short. And uh, okay. if I'm sooner, and we'll get, we'll get started again. All right.